And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
nigga never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh-huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. 80 And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here Say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man Put money in my mom's hand Get my daughter this college plan So she don't need no man Stay far from timid Only make moves when your heart's in it And live the free sky's the limit Motherfucker
A nigga never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm slowing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh -huh. You wanna see the inside? Huh? I see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh -huh. I stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. 80 What is going on? I'm gonna move my camera up a little more. All right, there we go. That's good. Man, what is going on, guys? What is going on? We are back with yet again another edition of the Disorders Podcast. Man, we got a loaded, loaded. Uh, but I'll just hop right into the intro. What is going on, everybody in chat? We got Logan here. We got Durante back. We got Durante back. What's going on, my man? Um. Yeah, man. All right. What is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. That's episode 133 of the podcast, of the of the news. So, with that, um, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we're on here with Notorious Unscripted. And every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, we are on here with the news. Um, if you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of Unscripted, did uh, or are rather are storylines on Monday Night Raw becoming very very stale and uh, a little played out? Uh, that is episode one fourteen. I want to say you guys can now watch that on all platforms. We talked about the uh, mid episode of Monday Night Raw that was. I'm dead, bro. You see, look mm. at our shirts. I just noticed this. Oh, wow. I just noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's your hardest out, bro. I love it, it really is, bro. It, man, man, I miss <laughs> me a fucking Young Buck shirt, bro. I yes, really did. So, didn't even realize. I didn't even realize it either. I'm looking at you. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, if you guys did miss uh, that episode of Unscripted, we talked about uh, the very mid episode of Monday Night Raw and then the. Uh, we talked about the Wyndham promo, the Uncle Howdy segment uh, from last week, and then uh, the solid episode of Dynamite for the week. You guys can now watch that on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here every Monday after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted, man. So with that, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of this beautiful merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this video, or you could just find it on either mine or Sarkay's social media pages, man. So, on the top left, you have the Notorious Hills Podcast Chicago uh, Chicago flag design. Bottom right, you got the Chicago skyline design. Then you have the best kept secret to the IWC, um, the Riddler-inspired IWC's best kept secret shirt, man. And then you got the 
Biggie-inspired shirt, the uncrowned kings of the IWC. Like I said, man, the Biggie-inspired shirt. And then right in the middle, you got the base Notorious Podcast logo design, man. So with that, you guys can now find all of these beautiful designs live on the merch shop right now. That is uh, bonfire.com, man. Like I said, again, the link is at the top of the description of this video. And it is now hard to find in either mine or Thursday's social media pages, man. So with that... If this is your first time watching, you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got the man himself, Sir K, man. How's it going, bro? It's going good, man. It's going good. Just uh, just been chilling out, man. Just been chilling out. I've been going good. I've been going even greater since I realized CM Punk knows about the podcast, man. But... He knows about it. Yeah, it's not really in a positive way, man. So, so for a little for a while now, me and Johnny were under the impression that CM Punk deactivated his Instagram account. One day, we were trying to tag him, and his name would pop up. I went to his account; it did did like the no post thing, and Johnny had saw the same thing. So, we were under the impression that he deactivated his Twitter account, and then. When he posted that post on Instagram a couple of days ago, I saw that that happened on Twitter. So I said, oh, let me go over to Instagram. I guess he reactivated his account. Now, I was like, man. oh, not me. Still said no post, man. And then <laughs> it clicked. <laughs> me and Johnny are blocked by CM Punk on Instagram, bro. 100% blocked. That means he saw our post of the notorious heroes podcast bro because on instagram if you guys don't know when you tag someone in instagram post it dms it to them that was like one of the recent updates that happened a couple months ago so now whenever you tag someone it dms the post to them so he saw one of them and i think we have a suspicion on which one he saw that they got us the block but we are blocked on instagram by cm punk one of my goats i am blocked by I love to see it, bro. I love to fucking see it, bro. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It is a uh, ma- massive W in my book. I'm trying to find his account so I could, like, show you guys. Um, yeah. Unless he deleted it from here now. Um, <laughs> Let me see. I know I, I know. I got a way to see it. And you just go and there the, it is. Yeah. Just click his account. You can just see no post. No post yet. CM Punk, yeah. user not found. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, this guy, this guy knows of the Notorious Seals podcast. Uh, CM Punk is uh, also one of my goats as well, along with uh, uh, Bray, Johnny, and Cena. So, my, my God, CM Punk is. Uh, we are blocked by CM Punk. It, uh, yes, it is a massive W in my book that Same. he had to have seen both of our accounts and was like, oh, this is the other asshole. Let me fucking He's block him, too. <laughs> I, wonder. I wonder. Probably, I would think you, because your name would be higher up on, like, this is, I think it goes, no. I mean, we were probably right under and over each other, so probably if you're right next to each other, it was like, oh, what are these two assholes? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if he ever comes back to the company, we go into the first media scrum he's on, bro. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Phil, uh, Mr. Phil, uh, why did you block me on Instagram, Phil? 
It's amazing, bro. I love it. He blocked it. the both of us, bro. He blocked so. the both of us, man. But how, how how the hell are you, man? How the hell are you? Aside from that, I've been good, man. I've been good. Just uh, just been chilling out, bro. Just been chilling out, and yeah, man. Just uh, just been just, just been normal, bro. Been normal. Um, like Durante asked, um, how's life? How's family, bro? Life's good. Oh fuck, family's been good. What about you, Durante, Logan, everybody in chat? How are you guys? How are you, bro? How you doing? Starting the real process of moving, I guess. So, um, it looks like we are uh, aiming towards Monday for the last edition of Unscripted, uh, or the last podcast in general. This will be the last news episode from the room that it started in, man. So, um, yeah, so. We're moving on, man, to uh, what uh, I have planned and visioned as a uh, badass setup um, to let the to let the cat out of the bag. All those boxes that were behind me—I don't know if anybody ever noticed it. I figured I'd just have a little bit of fun with you guys. Uh, was my new computer and stuff. I'm not using it yet, which is why. And Logan just mentioned it to me uh, that my mic was kind of quiet. I just fixed it, so hopefully it sounds a lot better. Um, OBS likes to fuck with your volume, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like in this new update they added a lock volume option, so I have yeah. both of them locked, so we should be straight from now on. But um, so that was all my new stuff that I didn't want to unbox because I knew I was moving. So once we get exactly. the, once we get in the new uh, once we get in the new place, uh, it's going to be it's going to be pretty damn cool, man. It's going to be pretty damn cool. Hell yeah, um, yeah, finally won't have to fucking stream in 720p, I hope. So, um, <laughs> I think it'll be a nice upgrade, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah, it's a, unless it's a Wi-Fi thing. Because then it's a, if it's a Wi-Fi thing, we probably will still have to stream in 720p. I'm really hoping not, though, but we will have better uh, uh, audio and stuff like that. So it's just going to look a lot better, man. Um and feel a lot better. So, yeah, that's where all those boxes were. So I wasn't just a, a fucking pig and just had boxes on my bed. I was uh, I was just messing around with you guys a little bit, man. Doing some uh, doing some teases. Doing my own version of the White Rabbit. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So we're starting that. Um, it's definitely a process. I have no more figures on my figure shelf. And it's, uh, but uh, it's... The, I probably will post my display case on Instagram because that shit about to, that shit about to be nuts. Hell yeah, bro! I, um, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, dude. So it's exciting times, man. It's exciting times. Something new, something different, man. So for sure, bro. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much about it, man. That's pretty much about it. Uh, as Durante usually asks, so I gotta address this. Durante says this is his favorite fucking show, man. Thank you, man. man. Thank you. That means Dude, the world, bro. It genuinely does. It genuinely does, Durante. You know you're our dog. You've been mm-hmm. here for a really long time showing up in the live chat, so we appreciate you, man, and that's why you are Mr. Mod. That's why you are a mod, Durante, man. So, yeah. yeah, dude. Now, when I read that, man, I genuinely put a smile on my face. And thank you, because that really, that really means the world, bro. That really means the world. All you guys that show up here, uh, you guys know who you are. Um, all you guys that constantly show up here. And even those who watch, but they don't come in the live chat. Thank you, guys, man, from the bottom thank of my heart. So it genuinely, genuinely means 
more than you'll ever know, man. We do this stuff for you guys, bro. So, and uh, we yes, just man. we just like hanging with some wrestling fans, man. And you guys are awesome. So, uh, yes, but I'm good, Durante. Family's good. And what about you, my guy? He also says, "God, I fucking miss BT. I bro, really same. do, bro. I miss same, the young bro. bucks fucking around on there. I really do." <laughs> I really do, man. I really do. I miss seeing Nick Jackson just fucking talk on oh fucking monotone. <laughs> I miss that fucking shit. I can't wait for the jokes we're gonna get now. Oh, bro, it's, it's gonna, gonna be great. It's gonna be fucked. I love it. And speaking of the dog, bro, we're about to talk about that in just a second. That's what we're gonna go over first. But um, uh, let me address Logan, Logan right before yeah. we go into this. Got a topic for you guys. How would you feel, or do you think MJF should do a face run? I got my answer, bro. So, for me, um, I think I think it's maybe better not to do it because. Mm-hmm. He's already very liked, and you don't want to do the, you don't want to turn him face, and then people don't like him anymore. You don't want you know to get what I mean? exactly. People like so, him because he's an asshole. Exactly, and we know how good he is. He and and I like, and I, I and I kind of like how they have him as a heel, but he like, he, he like goes. In and out of like showing glimpses of humanity inside of him, which I mm-hmm. like, and I, and I I think it just means I think it just means for really good. Uh, I just think it means for really good television, man. So would I do a face run? <sighs> Maybe somewhere down the line, but I don't think now is the time. I think now would be the perfect time to get him over as like the devil, as they're you know kind of portraying mm-hmm. him as like he's willing to go to any lengths to uh to just prove that he is evil but um i really like how they're doing it man and i really think they're telling a very simple story that is just the the classic the classic villain and a lot of times well people people uh people want him to become a baby face but it is a lot harder to get people to like you as a baby face. It's so easy to get people to like you as a heel because everybody likes the villains. The villains are just written better a lot of the time. The mm-hmm. face is, you know, the villain is cool. The villain is willing to say the things that people are actually thinking. And the, the, the face is, you know, he's, he's, he's you know, he's, he's the baby face. You know, he's, he's the good guy, you know, so... A lot of the times, a lot of the times, it's really harder to do that. And I'm not saying that I don't think he can, but I just, I think for right now, it's better to just go with him as a heel because that, at the end of the day, is what people like about Max. So, exactly, bro. Exactly. I think, I think it can be done one day. Mm-hmm. I think it can because when people hear face, they automatically assume that Vince McMahon, baby faced, happy go lucky guy that never does anything yeah. wrong. It's a fucking little pussy. Um, but AEW, it's kind of a different story. It just changed overall. It's just been a different st- um, story with faces, man. Because um, look, look at Hangman. You know, he's 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 baby faced to the core, but he's not 
perfect. He's not Mr. Mr. Fucking Perfect. You know what I mean? He makes mistakes. Sorry for the blade helicopter noise. Um, he, you know, he, he's not perfect. He does does the wrong things sometimes. That's okay. But with MJF, you kind of yeah, babyface run is big risk for him because people the fact that he's an asshole and you can't really even when he is a babyface one day, you really can't take that away from him. He's always got to be some level of an asshole, even as a babyface, yeah. bro. So, I think one day it can work. They would have to be really careful with it. But as for now, I'd say keep him as a heel, bro. Um, just, just run, just keep running with him, man. And then when it starts to get a little less prominent, then you can think of slowly turning him for face for a little bit, man. But. Yeah, because uh, I hear a lot of people are pulling for it, man, and I think, I mm. think it's, um, I think it's just, I think, I think it'd just be really good to just keep him as, as a solid heel on that show, uh, and, I, and I think it could do dividends for the baby face. Like, MJF is the kind of guy where he's not, like, his story is not meant to be taken down by some big heel. No. The story is for MJF to get taken down by somebody who's a huge fucking baby face which exactly who could that be right you go down the list uh brian danielson is a great great option great. darby oh, allen is another great option uh those two have history as four pillars and i think it i think it'd be really nice to see allen take it from mjf being that uh you know mjf always made fun of darby for kind of not being able to wrestle and calling him a stunt man and you know he beat him with the headlock at full gear 2021 so um i think that'd be a really nice story to tell um uh, uh other baby faces um keith lee could be a good good baby face um i mean you got you got a lot of you got a lot of guys man but the uh allen and uh danielson are probably my top two i would think about um and for the sake of just AEW looking towards the future, I think maybe Darby Allen would be the better option. Although, I do need to see a Brian Danielson, um, a Brian Danielson uh, AEW World Title run. I don't care how selfless the guy is. At the end of the day, he's a, one of the one of the greatest professional wrestlers on the planet. So. It only makes the most sense for them to, you know, give the give him a world title. Somebody who you can actually trust not to go on a media scrum and absolutely fucking rip the company to shreds. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so, that's 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 what I think. Definitely, man. Definitely, I think it's possible one day. Definitely not now, and you would have to be really, really careful with that. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely, man. Um. Yeah, I think we have seen definitely, uh, I think we definitely have seen, like, even in WWE, sometimes we get, like, glimpses of, like, baby faces that can be made cool, you know, like, yeah, like the, Johnny Gargano, when he Drew was McIntyre, baby. Drew McIntyre, man, like, you get cool baby faces where they just do cool or fucked up shit, like, I loved, now Johnny Gargano was so scared of Champa. That he was doing a whole bunch of fuck shit just so he couldn't get the title and it got him the title. You know what I mean? It, I thought it was I thought it was just amazing. 
and then he tapped into his darker side, went after mm -hmm. Malachi Black, like, and and that's why I praise Johnny Gargano so much is because at like at the end of the day, that guy was that guy was one of the most over baby faces I've ever seen in my entire life, and it was just like, God. it was just beautiful storytelling, man. It really did. It really did. Like, and that's what we talk about with Hangman too. Like, the reason a lot of people like the reason a lot of people like you know Hangman is because you can see that there's an actual person behind there, and he's not mm -hmm. a perfect fucking robot that just <laughs> you know, I yeah, yep, yep, he's exactly. A person. He's got so, flaws, and he works on exactly. He gives into him sometimes. It's great. Yeah, and that is that is what uh you know that is that is what works for baby faces like that. And then obviously you have other kind of baby faces where you know they can tell a great story through uh, insurmountable odds type thing. I think WWE overdid it a little to once they thought they grasped the concept, like with Kofi Kingston a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, with Danielson, it worked. And there and one thing that did make it a little better for Kofi was that. He was going against Danielson, who was a heel, and he was in his shoes yeah, five it's years like prior. Poetry, right there. It really, it really was. It really was. Um, and and it was great, man. It was great. Uh, it all made for great storytelling, uh, minus the like sixty-seven gauntlet matches we would get a week. But it made for great storytelling at the end of the day. Um, it did. Uh, and it works. It works, man. But yeah, there's there's certain ways you got to do it. But for Max, I think it would be best to kind of have him be. Kind of, kind of how Drew McIntyre was. Um, mm -hmm. He was a baby face, but he still had a huge chip on his shoulder, and he was still a badass. So it, it really just worked for Drew. Um, and Drew made everybody kind of realize twenty twenty Drew McIntyre kind of made everybody realize again that you know baby faces can actually be cool. You know, yeah, and it uh, you know. I would obviously not exactly like Drew, but I think something would work for Max where he's still able to kind of be uh, not a badass, but an asshole. And he's still mm -hmm. kind of able to be himself. He's exactly, still able to kind yeah. of be himself and and in the confines of, uh, of who MJF is. But I think maybe the thing you can do that would make him a little more babyface is, you know soften up a little on the crowd but still kind of be an asshole have him kind of play up to the crowd and um just have him rip heels to shreds you know what yeah. i mean just have him go hard on him and show that show go crazy bro like imagine imagine and this will transition us into our first story imagine babyface mjf mm. versus heel cm punk right Perfect. mjf could rip that man to shreds and cm punk could you know try his best to Prepare figure him. out a response to these scott coltman comments so you know it, it is what it is but no nah, for real though i think it would be i think it would be really nice to uh i think it'd be really nice to like for example stuff like that just kind of have mjf be in this baby face but he fights for mjf and the reason he does what he does is because you know a lot of people told him no and just because you know of his add and stuff a lot of people you know kind of stacked odds against him and that's a really relatable yeah. story so stuff like that man 
Exactly, man. So, what the fuck? Oh, okay. He already got that story. I was, yeah. was going to say, man, I thought AEW signed another two big names. I was like, bro, what is Tony Khan on right now, dude? Um, bro, hey, you don't got to pay CM Punk no more. That's like, that's like seven people you can sign. That's like seven, ten people you can sign, bro. Seriously. All right, man. So CM Punk. CM Punk. We got a lot of stories about CM Punk. Mm-hmm. We're going to start it off with this, because this transitions us into a lot of stories. CM Punk was asked to stay quiet after AEW All Out Brawl, or what everybody knows the pay-per-view for, Brawl Out. Damn. That was such a good show. show. It was. (laughs) It was such a good show. And now everybody remembers it for Brawl Out. All right, man, so according to Wrestling Inc., CM Punk was asked to stay quiet on the matter and obliged. Moreover, CM Punk's rant against uh, Hangman Adam Page, Scott Coltman, and the Elite during the post-show media scrum didn't trigger the brawl. The outlet reported that CM Punk acted in self-defense after the Elite barged into his room. We're going to go over that in a little bit because stuff just doesn't add up. And it really seems like a last-ditch effort once we get done reading all this of him to -hmm. just try to paint himself in a better light. So here we go. We've been told that AEW has not reached out to CM Punk since the incident. Following the all-out media scrum in which Punk got his friend and trainer Ace Steel reportedly got into a backstage brawl with the AEW EVPs, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. Sources indicate that after the brawl, Punk was asked to stay quiet and agreed to do so. From the perspective of Punk's camp, the scrum itself, which became the talk of the wrestling world due to Punk's comments on Colt Cabana, Hangman Adam, or sorry, Scott Coltman, Hangman Adam Page, and the Elite, didn't seem like a big deal and only escalated once Punk's locker room door was kicked in and accidentally hit Punk's dog Larry in the face at a pre-scheduled veterinarian appointment. A few days later, Punk was informed that two of Larry's teeth had been knocked loose and had to be removed. Now that we've read all this, let's go over this again. So, we've been told... AEW has not reached out to Punk since the incident. All right, so let's stop it there. All this serious... That means, basically, all the serious talks that have been fed to the dirt sheets or that the dirt sheets have been giving to us about Punk in serious talks for a contract buyout can't be true. What can be true is that there's a thought, and maybe that's what Tony Khan is thinking of doing. Right. But all this serious talk that Punk and AEW are close to a buyout clearly is not the case. So that's the first thing, which is annoying. Because then, people who do podcasts report shit that's... Exactly. But, so that's the first thing. So, obviously that could still be the plan, but all the uh, stories that were serious talk that this is uh, soon to happen and this and that, 
can't be true because they haven't reached out to Punk. I don't know if that means that they haven't reached out to Punk's camp. I'm assuming that would mean that because reaching out to his camp, I'm assuming, is pretty much the same thing as reaching Rich out to him. Yeah. So none of that can be true, apparently. Uh, apparently, or, or like I said, unless it is the uh, unless it is the the, the thought that can be mm -hmm. true. But I guess after all, there's no serious talks that have taken place uh, yet. So. From the perspective of Punk's camp, the scrum itself, which became the talk of the wrestling world due to Punk's comments on Cole Cabana, Hangman Page, and the Elite, didn't seem like a big deal. Not a big deal, bro. You literally went on a live interview and ranted about your co-workers. You called Hangman Adam Page a gum-headed fuck. You started talking about Scott Coltman for like fucking 25 minutes just bitching about your past with him. You don't think that's a big deal calling out your co-workers like that? You don't think that's a big deal? But if you don't think that's a big deal, then my God, you are delusional. Bro. You sent, you're talking about, yeah, come, if you got a problem with me, come to me. Come to me and talk about it in my face. That ain't a big deal. You just saying shit. Oh my god, that dude. How? Uh, how the fuck do you sit up there? Like, I don't know if that muffin was that good, but like, bruh, how do you sit up there next to the CEO of the company? Talk about the people that are responsible for this company being here how the hell do you sit up there talk about his evps talk about his originals and talk about mm -hmm. one of his ring of honor employees that is still under his payroll and it's not even about anything that has to pertain with work it's about your personal problems with him that you yeah. have over rent bruh how do you sit up there and say to yourself, and how do you walk off of that interview and say, oh, all right, yeah, hey. I'm going to just, all right. I'm going to go home. I'm going to take yeah. a nap. Yep, time to go home now. Like, Starts untaping his What did you think was going to happen? What did you think was going to happen? I mean, my God, dude. I really wonder what, what would have happened if, uh, if um, Hangman was still in the building that night. Cause... I don't know, man. He might have. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Fuck. But, bro, I mean, good God. Good God, bro. How, Like Turkey just said, how do you sit up there, say all of that on a live media scrum <laughs> that you know people love watching those media scrums after the show because mm -hmm. it is a great conclusion to the show. It's a great concept. How do you do that and then say to yourself, oh, yeah, okay, not that big of a deal. Right. You got to yeah. be so, so tone deaf. I mean, did, listen to yourself. You're sitting up there talking like you're the CEO and you're oh, sitting right next to him. You're talking like how we talking about fucking game, bro. You can't say that shit on a live interview. Yeah, if you genuinely feel out of that way, go talk about that with your personal friends and your personal time. You don't air out that shit 
on live on a live interview, bro. You don't. Doesn't matter what sport you're in. If fucking if some NBA players got beef with each other and they go out there in an interview and just start talking shit, they're getting suspended. Yeah, they might even get fired depending on how much they matter that team, bro. You know what I mean? You don't do that type of shit. Honestly, man. God. Honestly, I mean, you know, and you know, it's one thing, it's it's one thing, man, if you get off there and you're like, damn, why did I say that? You had no remorse. You had no remorse. No. You went up there, you, you meant what you said, and like, I mean, it's okay to feel that way if that's really how you feel. You can't block out your emotions, but like, you know, talk about that shit with your friends. Talk to them. You know, mm-hmm. you're so worried about people coming up to you. Why don't you go up to them and be like, that's okay, damn problem. let's, like, no. Like, he like, literally went up there and said, these guys tried to jeopardize our first million-dollar house. Well, what does anybody remember your first million-dollar house for? The backstage brawl. So who really you, jeopardized the first million-dollar house? Exactly. You, that million-dollar house is nothing but brawl out. Because of you, motherfucker. If it wasn't for you, everybody would just, oh yeah, that was a great pay per view. It was real fun. MJF came back. Mm -hmm. We're going to get MJF versus Punk. We got the elitist trios. We uh, were looking forward to the acclaimed and swerving our glory too. It just would have been a great fucking show. And that's all it would have been. Literally the same as last year. It would have just been a solid ass show that was great. And. Now now all everybody remembers it for is Brawl Out. So again, who really jeopardized the first million dollar house, if we're being honest? I mean, come on now. So, and then the last part. And it only, it only escalated. Once Punk's locker room door was kicked in and accidentally hit, Punk's dog, Larry, in the face. At a pre-scheduled veterinarian appointment a few days later, Punk was informed that two of Larry's teeth had been knocked loose and had to be removed. i seen people calling for Punk to show the veterinarian bills, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. But, but regardless... So, before we even go over the rumor killer on this story, which really paints it in a different light, to me, and to you, because I know because we texted about this, this literally just seems like one last attempt to mm-hmm. paint him in a good light. You know, because how does all of a sudden there's a elite vignette for their return to the company, and that, and literally during that same Dynamite, what, like 30, 20 minutes later, yep. the story comes out. Oh, man, um, they kicked down the door. They hurt Larry. Bro, you go for the dog. You that's you you will remember that whole situation. And they're not going to feel sympathy for me. Definitely not for a steal. Larry was there. My dog yeah, was so, there. Let me say they hurt the dog. Yeah. Because, because anybody, anybody who... That's obviously like incredibly relatable. So anybody that has a dog, 
or an animal, if anybody hurts your animal, I'm throwing fists too. I'm tossing hands. That's just what it is. So you go for that, the lowest hanging fruit, Larry. Larry. Really? So you're telling me, we heard about uh, Ace Steel's wife getting scared because the original story was Ace Steel snapped because his wife was in the room. Bro, it's the elite, not Chris Benoit. What the fuck? Like, like bro, they're not. The gonna do to you? They're not going in there about to fucking scrap with your wife, bro. Like, bro, you named Brock Lesnar walking up to you about to fucking punch your wife in the face. Really talking to prob- you, boy? They were probably just coming in there to talk. Like, I'm yeah. sure they were pissed, but pissed who too. wouldn't be? Yeah, no matter what, you're gonna be fuming. So and then there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was the other story that Punk sucker punched Matt. So, like... Yeah. Like, what happened? A, so. And a sucker punch is when you don't see it coming. So, odds yeah. are, they probably walked in and were like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? And then Bro just got punched. And then people... So, anyway, we heard about... We heard about the Elite hitting their Benoit arc. We heard about <laughs> chairs getting thrown. We heard yeah. about sucker punches. We heard about people getting bitten... Not by a dog, by a human being. We heard about. <laughs> we heard about all of this. We heard. We heard the whole nine yards on this story, but nobody ever mentioned the fact that maybe well, Punk snapped because his dog was the the door open because they kicked the door open, which was debunked anyway. So that already makes no sense. That's crossed out immediately. So the door was kicked open and Larry's teeth got knocked out. And we are hearing about this now. Bullshit. And there was another story that the whole reason that, you know, Punk and them got, or that Kenny Omega got bit by not Larry, but Ace Steel, a human being, is because Kenny Omega was the one to pick up Larry and try to take him off the room so he doesn't get hurt. So how does it go from that to that to Larry getting hurt by them walking in the room? And listen, bro, unless all right, let's say Larry was in the room and he was in front of the door and it got, you know, punted open. Unless that dog was perfectly unless that fucking dog's mouth was perfectly aligned where the door swung, if if the door hit that dog, it it would be the ribs or the legs or like an actual body part that got hurt on the damn dog. If you hit the dog with the door, yeah, <laughs> not the fucking teeth. Somebody got teeth knocked out, bro. What? Have you seen that thing's teeth? They were already fucked up. They they probably just had to be taken out anyway. That dog looks like it's fucking suffering all the time. So, man, that's that's so sad. Come from CM Punk, bro, and his side. You gotta make up. The dog got hurt. I'm so happy there wasn't a child in that situation because that's what Punk really would have went for. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Kid. Omega hit the fucking one-winged angel on the <laughs> fucking V-triggered my kid. Oh, my God. I can hear about it now. Double super kid's ass right in the face. <laughs> like, what? Like, bro, you went for the dog. Come on, bro. It's so sad and so low. So, I did not believe that. The li- literally from CM Punk, the lowest hanging fruit, the dog. Embra, 
Apparently, the roster is still forbidden from, like, talking about this. That's crazy. So, um, I will say, though, whenever this gets cleared up, which I'm assuming is soon, because we got this, uh, we got an update on the investigation. I'm sure you can tell by the, uh, the title. Um, Mm -hmm. but we got an update on this investigation. I cannot wait for this Dark Side of the Ring, bro. This shit really gotta go so hard. Dude, Chris Jericho on that shit's gonna be the go. Chris Jericho about to be narrating it, bro. Oh man, that's gonna be great. He's already a narrator for that shit, and he was in. We got a story on him. Yeah, Yeah. we got a fucking story on Jericho. Bro is really the goat. Um, Bro is the goat. That shit. Oh man, I I hope they make that, bro. They gotta get Larry on it. They really do, bro. They really do. So, so we have a rumor killer. On CM Punk's dog, Larry, sustaining an injury during AEW All Out Brawl. Can you hear that weed whacker going? No. Okay. I can't, at least. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Um, uh, Okay. We got a rumor killer on this, man. Whoop-de-fucking-do. And what was so funny about this was... Wednesday, the story comes out, the dog was hurt. Immediately, mm-hmm. everybody flocks over. Okay, now I heard it. Okay, give me like two seconds. Let me... I heard it for that split second. My apologies, my apologies. Okay, so... So Wednesday, story comes out, CM Punk, bruh, CM Punk, uh, the dog was hurt, right? Everybody's siding with CM Punk all of a sudden. Oh, well, the elite need to be suspended longer. First of all, they already did their time. And no matter if we knew about it, no matter if we knew about it, AEW probably knew about it. So they gave them the amount of time that they thought they deserved. So they already did their time. And just because we don't know, just because we're finding out about it now doesn't mean that they need to add more time because AEW themselves would definitely know about the situation. So Mm -hmm. everybody goes from siding with Punk. Everybody goes from siding with Punk all of a sudden. They then immediately jump right back over to... um, to siding with the elite because this rumor killer comes out. So it is just so funny how wrestling fans work. It really is. And you people really got to know better, man. I mean, stories like this come out all the time and then they just get debunked and you just got to wait it out, man. You just mm-hmm. have to wait it out. Um. So anyway, while speaking on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that when he spoke to the elite side... He was told it was a complete lie. And I quote, What was said is basically, it's an outright lie. I didn't, ha- I didn't have that told to me. I had not heard it from punk side. I had heard it from punk side on and off since a couple days right after it happened. Never, uh, never in seven weeks have I heard anyone mention anything about the door opening and hitting the dog. The dog being hurt or anything like that, I just find that so weird. The side 
the side that was trying to defend him all along never brought up once that now all of a sudden that's the story. And like yeah. I said, like I said, the other side just called it a lie. Come Punk's on, camp themselves never even mentioned it. No. Never even mentioned that. He kind of popped off because his dog was hit in the mouth. Yeah, never that really mentioned happened. That. You would have said it from the beginning. Because that would be like the key component to make him snap. Yeah. That would have been like the main, like, bro, come on now. Come on. It is so ridiculous coming from CM Punk that, you know, this this shit is happening uh, literally a little after a year into your AEW run. And it is oh so ridiculous that you have to go for, like I said, the lowest hanging fruits in this situation, dude. La you're now using Larry as your line of defense against the Elite. Oh, well, I snapped because Larry was hurt. Why did we never hear about this the whole entire fucking time? It's so sad. He, he really went for the dog. Come on, bruh. He went so Seriously. sad. Fucking punk, man. Seriously. Yes. Um. So, what does WWE think about this, man? Well, this is a very interesting story. Um, oh, you stupid ass, bruh. Okay, no. give me like one second. I don't know why I erased my article. An influential figure in WWE says no to CM Punk return. On a, on a recent yeah, on a recent <laughs> PW Torch audio show, Wade Keller noted that he spoke to several different people on this matter. Those elaborated on what people in AEW think of Punk's run, and those same negative sentiments have made their way to the top of WWE's corporate ladder. Somebody who who's currently in WWE, is within the sphere of influence of Paul Levesque's decision-making would be a hard no, as of me asking this person today, a hard no on endorsing the return of CM Punk. Even if said, but when I asked, I got a long paragraph of one sentence of the other negative comments about how they feel about Punk now compared to 8, eight 9, 10 years ago. Based on what happened in AEW in the last 13 months. Bruh. be a lot of people, bruh. It could be a lot of people. And it is said that Paul Levesque himself, Triple H, how he felt about Punk. And he was thinking about bringing him back to the company because he's willing to do it for the sake of compelling television. Mr. Paul... If that's what he did to Tony Khan's company, he don't like you. He hates you, bro. 
He at least liked TK. And that's and he still did that. And mm -hmm. he liked the man. Can he, you imagine what he would say sitting next to Paul Levesque? <laughs> Easy. Bro, he's getting himself fired right there, right then, bro. The fuck? He, he don't like you, bro. You don't like your family. You don't like your circle, bro. You think oh, the roster that that'll be nothing but negativity, negativity right there, bro. At least Punk liked TK, but he don't even like you, bro. I don't like. I, again, I can see Triple H trying to do it because you know he desperately want that big one up on AEW, and getting CM Punk would be that, but. It ain't even just one person on the damn roster. It's that whole fucking roster that don't like his ass. I fucking know it. And, you know, his wife don't like his ass. <laughs> fucking, I'm Shawn Michaels probably don't like his ass, bro. Nobody likes CM Punk in that company, bro. Especially after what happened. He he can't do it, bro. Unless he risk his own roster. Again, CM Punk ain't bigger than a whole roster. Whether it's AEW or WWE, he ain't worth it, bro. Absolutely. So, it seems that AEW has officially completed the investigation, man. It seems like they've completed the investigation. AEW com completes investigation into all-out backstage brawl. While speaking on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer reported that AEW has completed its investigation. He says, and I quote, the investigation is over and you can tell by who's back and who's not back who will be punished. Yeah, bro. Well, they still already got fired like a week, week ago. So there's that, man. And the way it's looking, bro, seeing Punk ain't coming back, bro. And I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of what you got to do, bro. Especially, and we'll also talk about that, but with certain people in that company, really saying they'll never work with them and shit, you can't bring that back. You can't. Yeah. Absolutely. So... Oh, no, no. What happened? Hey, we got Bell. How's it going, Bell? How's it going, man? Um... You guys want free dating, man? Oh, never mind. He just left. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta remove his ass. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm gonna put him in a timeout, boy. He doesn't let me remove him, though, so. Here's that. Just that one singular message being there. All right, man. So, Chris Jericho. Damn. Chris Jericho is, uh, Chris Jericho is something, bro. Chris Jericho reportedly told CM Punk he was a cancer to the locker room. Damn. Damn. Coming from somebody who has been there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Following the incident involving CM Punk and the Elite at All Out earlier this year, Chris Jericho 
reportedly approached Punk and told him he was a cancer to the locker room and a detriment to the company. According to Fightful Select, Punk's response hadn't been confirmed. However, he effectively told Jericho that it wasn't his business and he needed to leave. Following that, Jericho stepped up to take part in the media in the media scrum and helped lead a talent meeting. Jericho recently signed a contract extension that saw his responsibilities within AEW increase. And my god. And apparently there are also a lot of people that are refusing to work with him. Mhm. There are a lot of people that are refusing to work with him, man, and yeah, he ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. He did it to himself, bro. His, his last spot in AEW is him eating a muffin, bitching. But hey, bro, hey, bro, it was it wasn't that serious. <laughs> he just did it. Apparently, it wasn't all that, bro. But man. Yeah, if Jericho, Jericho don't like your ass, you, 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 ain't, you ain't making it in that company, bro. No, in the locker room doesn't like him. Yeah, and then to go along with that, um, the I found the article, uh, top AEW stars refusing to work with CM Punk if he is brought back. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, notable top stars in the company refuse to work with Punk should he be brought back to the company. In Norfolk... On 1026, it was noted that several of the top people were saying that CM Punk would not be back. A few names were mentioned, with Chris Jericho being the name mentioned the most, but that many, if not most of the top or the key top names were saying they wouldn't work with him. One star noted, Punk won't be back. His value on screen isn't one percent worth the hassle and black cloud he causes backstage. Another top star noted that the that the team has decided out decided he's out and regardless of some willing to work with him the collective decide that he was voted off the island. God damn. How legends fall, bro. He, he, he really lived long enough to see himself, see become, himself a villain. become a villain. Yep. <laughs> Look at that, bro. Good lord. You hate to see it. It really does suck that it ends that way, man, but he did it to himself, so... He did. And for all is. the people saying that this run was a waste, I have to disagree with you, because... Yeah. It was great. The, the run... Yes, the run on television was not a waste. The television part of it was uh, pure cinema. It really was. Mm -hmm. It was Perfect. great television. His stuff with Hangman was great, regardless on how he felt about it. Those promo battles were great. Uh, Eddie Kingston, MJF, the MJF stuff was, was really goaded. Um, the little kind of mini feud we got with Darby Allen. Um, I mean, it was, it was good stuff, man. It was really good stuff. He had a lot of good matches. He had a lot of good matches, and uh, it sucks that it ends that way. And it sucks that it's not him going out on his own two feet uh because he did this to himself man and now you have to get forced out and it sucks man and then i also heard that ah uh, no that's even stupid to mention now because apparently they've had no contact to him so 
now that I'm mentioning that, the, all those stories about Punk not agreeing to a no-compete clause, it's got to be false because they haven't reached out to him, man. So never mind on that. But, and as for WWE, man, you guys got to be fools to take his ass back. You guys oh, got to be yeah. real fools. Hey, Jericho. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, oh, I was just going to say, man, Jericho has really came in clutch for this locker room, and that is wild that he said that to him. That just goes yeah, to show how is. much he cares for the company. Exactly, bro, exactly. Um, if if they if they do sign his ass, bro, Tony Khan got to hit Triple H with a he's your problem now line. He's got to hit him with it. Oh, 100%. Because it turns out to. he was his problem. Yeah. Didn't, no, I didn't expect it. I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll leave that out. I did not think he'd be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> he was, Mr. Bro. Vince was right in the end, man. He was once. Right. I got to say, he was right about that he shit. He was. He was. And that's Good the Lord. thing, too. In the, sto- in the story of them wanting Punk back, they mention how Triple H has softened up to Punk, but they also mention how if Vince was still in the company, he would never even be considered. He no. would never even be considered for a return because Vince wanted no, nothing to do with him. No, exactly. You can't do that type of shit, especially not under Vince. So, like Triple H, he, he'll do what he needs to do to make the business like run, to give good ratings and shit. We just yeah. don't give a fuck. If you don't like no. it, you don't like it. You out. Nope. That's nope. as simple as it is, bro. So, goddamn, Punk did it to himself, bro. That's all I can say about CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So that it. actually, if that's all you got to say for CM Punk, that is uh, perfect timing because that is all the news we have on CM Punk, actually. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Now we're moving on to the other side of the coin. The elite that's fucking gold bruh i was so hyped on wednesday seeing that shit bro the young bucks and kenny omega were backstage at aew dynamite this week let's fucking go bruh thank fuck bruh dude during wrestling observer radio brian alvarez brought up that the young bucks and omega were all backstage at aew dynamite this week and it was said that they had a good time backstage and that the video teaser for their return said everything it needed to. The Young Bucks and Omega were up. They hung out with everyone backstage and everyone was happy to see each other. It is not clear when the te- uh, the Elite will return to television, but it is pretty clear the day is coming soon because they aired an interesting teaser for their return. At this time, we were, all, we were also uncertain who the Elite might feud with, but they could be wanting those trios titles back. So, interesting to mention. The likely plan for the Elite's return, according to Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Radio, he says, and I quote, I'm pretty sure they're going to be wrestling for the trios championships when they come back. Man, that's going to be dope, bro. That's going to be dope. Um... Thank God, bro. I miss the Elite. I miss BTE. Uh, I missed all of it. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm so glad to see it slowly coming back, bro. That vignette had me so hyped. I love the idea of AEW without the Elite. It's just just that. And this shit's going to be heat, bro. Um, they teased it themselves with that pre-image in a second. 
uh, some the vignette played and I saw that the same header they had. I was like, oh man, I got hype as hell, bro. That instantly clicked. And good to yeah. see that them being backstage and nothing but positive again, bro. And nothing but smiles and greetings backstage again. You love to see it, bro. You love to see it. You do. And uh, uh, back to Punk just for a split second. Uh, Bell, you hit that right on the head. Uh, she says the only way Punk will go back to uh, is to be petty. And the mm-hmm. only way Triple H will take him back is for the same reason. Because he thinks... TK and AEW killed the black and gold along with Vince. So, mm-hmm. man, uh, yeah, absolutely. That is the only that that is the only reason Triple H wants not only Punk but any AEW talent He'll just to stab them with that knife and just twist the hell out of it, man. That mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, that is one up on them. Yeah, and then uh, Logan says, uh, if CM Punk is willing to be a team player and not take business into his own hands and be respectful to the other talent, then I'll think about accepting him back, but if not, I never want to see him again. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Can't be a fucking Um, asshole, bro. I mean, eventually, I would hope he would come around and realize things and realize kind of how he went out, but uh, man... Until then, it sucks, bro, because it seems like he's not in that stage right now, and it seems like he just mm-hmm. wants to... uh wants well, just it to be done. Yeah, which sucks, but if that's how it has to end, that's how it has to end, because I wouldn't want to see AEW end over one man. Over so. one guy. But regardless, it is great to see the Elite backstage. It's great to hear about it, and it's great to hear about how positive the atmosphere was back there. And man, uh, I cannot wait to see them win those trios titles back, so uh, we can actually see the trios titles be featured prominently. Not just so, of all the members in separate title matches. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome, yeah. and I cannot wait for them to come back. Yeah, Logan, I did that shit. That shit got me hype. Every House of Black member posted. Um, what did they post? It was. A little vignette of them just doing shit. Yeah, and it and said, what? like, the the Elegy of the Forgotten or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the Elegy of the Forgotten or some shit it was. Yeah. That shit, that shit got me hyped, bro. Yeah, that was really that was a really cool vignette, man. I miss them, and I hope Tony Khan is really going to let Malachi have free reign on his character and, and what he wants to do and where he wants to go with it because... He is that damn good, and you do not want to lose him. I'm telling exactly. you right now. You cannot. Yeah, man. So, speaking of uh, WWE being petty, this is a story that came out uh, last Friday. I think literally as we were live. Man. So, you guys remember the DX reunion, right? <laughs> Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting that there are, in fact, there were, in fact, talks of Billy Gunn appearing appearing for the DX reunion on Raw. WWE didn't offer any money, and Tony Khan didn't ask for any money. Tony Khan just wanted WWE to mention AEW on air. Mm. WWE kept going back and forth on yes slash no, and at the last minute, 
decided not to do it. <laughs> Bruh. How the hell, dude, you couldn't do that for daddy ass, bruh? Like, bro, Triple H is so petty. He couldn't have his own, one of his dogs on the reunion with him because he could, because they would have had to said the other company's name. That's all they would have had done. They wouldn't have to pay some crazy amount of money or some fucking some weird promotional shit where they gotta air like a fucking, a fucking watch rampage yeah. or nothing like that. They just had to say three letters. <sighs> Literally, that Logan too. You know they would have just taken it in a you know, DX and Triple H. He would have said some negative shit about AEW. Anyways, so all they had to do was say three letters. Three, how fucking petty do you gotta be, bro? You couldn't, you couldn't say AEW to get your boy a part of the, uh, a part of the, uh, the DX reunion. Three letters. All you had to do was say that this is AEW's Billy Gunn or Billy Gunn of AEW. Daddy ass of AEW. Something. Something. They even... They mentioned... They kind of alluded to him anyway. So why couldn't you have just said it? I thought Triple H did best for business. You know how much views and shit Mm -hmm. they would have gotten having Mr. Daddy ass there? People would have been... The most over-member. Literally, bro. Them fans would have been eating that shit up, bro. Triple H, all I would hear on Twitter for the next fucking four days after that is how Triple H is the GOAT. You know what I mean? That's all I would fucking hear. And you couldn't say that because you're petty and you didn't want them to mention three letters. I do. Triple H. I thought Nike looks best for business. All these wrestling fans know about AEW anyway. Just say yeah. it. Just say Just it. Just say and it. The, and the fucking casual fans that don't, they're not going to go watch anyway. You're not risking anything. Honestly, and how many times does do people in AEW mention WWF or WWE? Because we don't live in a box. Why is this still a problem in the Triple H era? Why are we living in a box? I mean, sure, he's let them say professional wrestling, but there's other professional wrestling companies, and we know about them, and any wrestling fan who watches your product would at least know of them. And if they're not so, watching already, they're probably not going to start watching now because they seen Daddy Ass on Dynamite. Like, bruh. Oh, yeah, I got my fix. Like, or on um, Raw. Yeah. It's like, it's just pure pettiness, bro. I, I hate that bubble shit. And I hate how Triple H is going to continue it solely for the reason that they killed NXT. Or they were definitely a part of the killing of NXT. Come on, bruh. Come on. Yep. But, uh, yeah, dude, um, I mean, yeah, like you said, you, you summed that up perfectly. This guy, everybody, everybody always says about Triple H, Triple H is going to do what's best for business. Bruh, you couldn't get daddy ass because you didn't want to say AEW. 
Oh, my God. You all the views, bro. AEW fans would have watched would have watched Raw for once. Just you know what I mean? daddy ass, bro. Exactly. You would have got amazing ratings. But you couldn't. And then Road Dog tweets this out. It was sad. He should have been there. WWE did all they could to make it happen. Get the what? Fuck out of here. Apparently stop. not. Yeah. Stop fucking protecting your boy. Fucking asshole. Bro. What is the problem, bro? Literally. You couldn't... So AEW's at fault because you couldn't say AEW. Even though you, Mr. Road Dog, were begging Tony Khan for a job. Literally, bro. Literally. Come on now. Come on, bro. Um, Utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. That is the, the to the fullest extent of petty. That is to the oh, fullest yeah. extent of petty. And I don't like this living in a box shit. And like I said, I hate that Triple H is continuing it. But just... I, I genuinely don't think I've ever heard something so petty. You couldn't say AEW on on air. Yet you're working with lesser companies like GCW. Yeah. Or at least it's a rumor. You know Mox works there, right? You know... Champion? AEW champion? Come on now. You know Ruby Soho did stuff over there. Everybody did. And... It's so funny. That rumor of the of them working together literally just screams WWE and Evolve. Oh yeah. They'll try it's to a, buy them. They'll try to buy them and it's over there, but none of their guys can go on WWE programming because No. They'll have to you know, mention the other company. That's literally what Evolve was. Evolve WWE Yeah. WWE guys would go over to Evolve, but the Evolve people were never featured on WWE programming. No. Literally Street Profits while they were in NXT were evolved champions and couldn't wear the and weren't allowed to use show the titles on NXT television solely for no reason when they owned the company. I don't think at the time they did. I think they bought them during the pandemic. I thought no. I thought they owned it for a minute before the pandemic. No, because I because uh, the pandemic made them about to close. Like they went bankrupt because they couldn't do live shows. So, right as they were, yeah. Because I remember when the news came out, like Evolve's gonna shut down. That's when WWE swept in, and now you don't even hear about Evolve anymore. No, yeah, no. I thought it was that they owned them the whole time, but they just had to shut it down anyway because pandemic kind of stopped any shit. I thought they were already owned them. Owned them by the time it was shut down. I thought they were just yeah, that's just a waste of money, and they just shut them down. WWE, WWE officially purchased Evolve on July second, twenty twenty. Oh, damn! The fuck? Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. So, yeah, because I remember they were about to go bankrupt, and then WWE was like, oh, all right, you kind of helped us, so I guess we'll just buy the company. So, um, so yeah, man, um, 
Yeah, I mean, just literally to the to the pettiest, to the pettiest degree, and it, it uh, made for a pretty whack DX reunion when it could have been pretty cool. And like I said, they alluded to the fucking guy anyway, so just look at the ass on television, man. Just say AEW. Everybody knows about the shit anyway. Um, exactly. Uh, AEW signs <sighs> AEW signs an entire faction to full-time contracts. Sean Ross Sapp, his reporting behind Fightful's paywall. AEW Inc. deals with the entire with the entire trio. Maria Canellis, Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven of the Kingdom. They just recently finished up their time at Impact Wrestling with Bound for Glory. The trio of Mike uh, Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis, and Matt Taven finished up with Impact at the Bound for Glory tapings and dropped the Impact Tag Team Championships, but it hasn't aired yet. Ma'am. As a result, they appeared on AEW television while in Cannon being Impact Champions. It was reported that FTR had pushed to get them involved and to get them signed, though we're not sure in what context. Come on, bro. You got to. Come on, dog. The kingdom, the most blamed people on the planet. Bruh. Why? In the actual hell, would you sign the kingdom? They are losers, bro. They're already Shut feeding uh, Matt Taven to Wardlow tonight. Yeah. Like, said, you don't need more jobbers. What the fuck are you buying these people? And, bro, Matt Taven, he's the real-life definition of a vanilla media, bro. He's boring. He's bland. He fucking sucks. Matt Taven is garbage, bro. Fucking uh, Bennett, fucking, fucking loser, bland. It's all they're all bland. I hate yeah. it. You don't sign people like this, bruh. I would never sign these these idiots. Sid says Joey Janela and Effie on Raw is a hilarious thought. Yeah, and then they were hyping oh, it up. Pissed. Oh, oh, uh, what was that? Oh, you guys better watch Raw tonight. Like, dude, you ain't fucking showing up on Raw. Get the hell out of here. Um, but man, I don't like the kingdom whatsoever. I don't like this signing. This is completely, completely boneheaded to me. I, AEW gets nothing out of this, but another tag team that is completely uninteresting and nobody cares about. They are literally like an older version of the Gun Club. They're just nobody. No, who gives a fuck about them, man? Who cares, bro? These bland losers, bro. Get get these vanilla midgets out of here, bro. Ridiculous, bro. Absolutely ridiculous. It is. uh, And as if this couldn't get any worse. Not that I have a problem with this guy and specifically, but it's. Which company they signed him to. Mm-hmm. 
Sean Ross Sapp reported behind Fightful's paywall, AEW inked a deal with Josh Woods. Well, I don't mind Josh Woods. No. He's not bad. I don't want to see Josh Woods in AEW. I think he'd be great. I think he'd be a great signing for Ring of Honor. I think he would. Mm-hmm. I think he would. Sean Ross Sapp is reporting that AEW is inked to deal with Josh Woods. He is he comes from a rich background in pro wrestling, including NXT. This past week, Josh Woods was added to the official AEW roster page after working in the company for several months without being listed. After asking around with AEW sources, it was confirmed by Fightful that Woods recently signed a multi-year full-time contract, which effectively effectively removes him from the free agent market. Woods had previously worked in NXT before being released and spending years in Ring of Honor, and uh, after Ring of Honor's purchase, he started to work AEW dates, teaming with Tony Nese, and being managed by Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, those that we spoke with, uh, those that we spoke with said the deal is three years in length. We, uh, though we don't know when the contract officially started and if there's option years involved, Nice and Woods are collectively known as the varsity athletes mm-hmm. competed against the acclaimed in an AEW world tag team, uh, title match on the October 22nd. AEW Rampage would also wrestle for the ROH Pure title on Dark back in May, losing to Wheeler Yuta. Bro, why do you sign these bland-ass, boring-ass good wrestlers? I don't give a fuck if they're a good wrestler, bro. 90% of the roster is. You don't need these people that are just good wrestlers. Tony Meese, Josh Woods, The Kingdom, um... Best friends, fucking. There's a couple other that are like the good wrestlers or whatever, bro. But, bro, get the hell out of here. Ugh. Like I said, man. Josh Woods would be a great mid card edition of Ring of Honor. Why are you signing him to AEW, bro? Why the hell? He has shown nothing in his time in AEW. Same with the Kingdom. They've been here for like two weeks. They have shown... They have shown... Like, I'm not even too familiar with them outside of AEW, to be honest. I do know Adam Cole's Mm. with them, so... It looks like our Undisputed versus Elite Dream match will probably fucking be that. Which is just great. But, bro... I mean... Oh, my God, bro. They fucking suck. Uh, this is this is horrible. Why? Why are you wasting these signings, bro? Like, it's like you're just fucking scooping people up just so Triple H won't. And hey, let Triple H scoop them up because then his roster is gonna become cluttered too. Why are you cluttering your roster more? Why? Exactly, bro. You want them to clutter their roster, their roster, so the good people leave and you get their good people. Wouldn't you rather wait uh, maybe a year or two and you could possibly get, like, a Seth or, you know, maybe a, a KO, a Sami Zayn or some shit? You know what I mean? You get a Mustafa, Apollo. No, let's get, let's get, let's get somebody fast. Let's get Josh Woods. Let's look at the kingdom. What? 
the fuck out of here, bro. It's no sense, bro. Horrible it decisions, bro. Y'all could get sense. Cody. Exactly, Logan. Y'all could get Cody back. Nah. Like, nah, I want Josh Woods. His boring ass. Get the fuck out of here. All these little indie fucking signings. Fucking Dan Housens. Get the fucking kingdoms. Get them all out of here, bro. They don't belong on, te on, on television. Yeah, man. So, with that, uh, we already <laughs> we already know about. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. You signed Dan Housen, bro. What has he done since he debuted at uh, Beach Break? I believe. What has nothing. he done in the company? Literally nothing. He's probably wrestled like four matches. What the fuck? So, we got another name. According to PW Insider Elite, Mike Johnson revealed that there will be two more wrestlers that will become All Elite in the near distant future. He says, and I quote, I can tell you that we've officially heard that both Bandito and Juice Robinson have signed AEW agreements. Johnson said, I don't know the length, I don't know the time. But they are officially going to be with the company going forward. That. that is weird, because I thought that Juice was uh, contracted, but his just might be like a per-appearance deal. But like, maybe they'll put out like a number of dates, so he will appear often, but not like too often. He won't be, he won't be full-time just because he's... So... Yeah, man, and obviously we all knew that, that if Juice was going to go anywhere, it was going to be there because Tony's there. I think, so mm -hmm. I think he I think he was a name that said himself that he doesn't want to go back to WWE. Especially yeah, he, did, he didn't he didn't like it at all because Triple H didn't really do him any justice as CJ no. Parker. CJ Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Yeah, if I go there and they give you that name, I'm walking out, bro. Oh, hell no. It's Parker. That jobber ass name, bro. Come on, CJ Parker. Oh, yeah. The fuck the hell out of here. Yeah, that shit was not okay. So, Juice is with AEW, man. Uh, and yeah, like I said, not really too much to say because it's not anything full time. But obviously, we already knew about Bandito, so yeah, obviously, um, Bandito's been the plan to get him. Right? And right, he's one of those guys where I get it. Though, that's the yeah. type of guy you want to get. You know, what I mean, he could fill Absolutely. he could fill a role whether it's in no matter what faction you need um, for like Andrade or even like the Lucha Bros if they are looking to get rid of Pac in that in the Death Triangle. And you still want them to be a trio, you put Bandito in there. You could do a lot, even though I heard that him and uh, Penta got beef, but. <laughs> oh, Andrade and Penta? Yeah, yeah, it was on. No, it was Andrade and um, Bandito. That was the people that got Oh, beef. okay. I'm dead. I, I heard Andrade and Penta had beef, too. Mm. Damn. I, that's weird. I remember hearing that like a long time ago, mm. which. Might make um, a little bit of sense as to why they never joined the faction. I could really <laughs> see it. So, jumping back over to WWE, uh, that is it for our AEW stories for the day, man. 
Elimination Chamber, one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. My favorite match concept when done right. Elimination Chamber, to be held in Montreal. WWE has announced that the Bell Center in Montreal... Damn, Triple H really loves going to Canada. The Bell Center in Montreal will host Elimination Chamber on Saturday, February 18th, 2023. This will be the first pay-per-view in 14 years to take place in Montreal. Oh, Jesus. The go-home edition of SmackDown will emanate from the Bell Center as well on February 17th, 2023. Is this the show where the bloodline finally turn their back on the honorary oos. Sami Zayn is from Montreal and that is the perfect place to do it. Maybe maybe you put Sami Zayn in the cell or uh, in the chamber, maybe you have maybe you have Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa in the chamber, maybe he accidentally eliminates Solo Sokoa and that's when they snap or maybe you put Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in the chamber and the bloodline try to get him to do something completely inhuman to Kevin Owens uh, and really uh, stab the knife in his back and he just can't do it. Um, and, uh, dude, you got a lot of interesting ways you can go with this. You really do. You right, really, really do. Place for an in-chamber is also the perfect place for that turn to happen. They can make that shit brutal as fuck. Yeah, I they think can lock him in the chamber. Oh man, mm-hmm. that would be that would be dope. The bloodline get locked in there with his ass and just beat the fucking shit out of his ass. That shit would that shit would be awesome, bro. It's that's a great place. I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, Pay per view in Montreal, and it's perfect for that storyline, bro. Absolutely, bro. That shit. That shit would be really perfect. That shit would be really perfect, man. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it, it would. It, it really would. It really would. And man, I'm excited for the Elimination Chamber. This was a show a lot of people wanted to see go, man. And uh, I would maybe like the Elimination Chamber name to go. Maybe you mm-hmm. start calling it No Way Out or um, some new name. Yeah, some some new name. But um, yeah, it uh, it's great, man. It's really great, and it is. Uh, it's it's gonna be awesome to see, man. Those Montreal fans are always great. They're especially they are notorious for giving Sami Zayn uh, fantastic reactions. Yeah. So, yeah. man, man, oh man, that's gonna be sick, bro. Yeah, they could do some really cool. They could do some really cool stuff. Maybe they attack Sami Zayn, and that's where we get Kevin Owens. Uh, you know aligning himself with Sami Zayn as they kick him out of the bloodline but dude for the next honestly dude for the next like month majority of these WWE shows are going to be taped so we're mm-hmm. going to have some boring ass shit to talk about on unscripted for WWE oh yeah which is yeah. good which is good for the talent but for the mm-hmm. creators it's gonna be it's rough. gonna be rough. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's why we don't do fucking smack down and raw reviews right after a show. Imagine having to do one of those. That should be fifteen years. minutes for SmackDown. Bro, exactly. That should be twenty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> it's a five sure minute review. <laughs> good lord, man. Another cool thing they could do is lock in somebody, whether it's KO or Sandy in the pod, 
to watch the other one get beat the fuck up. That shit could be really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be nice. That would be nice, bro. Um, man, did you hear that concept for what they wanted to do with theory? Oh, no, it's I didn't interesting. Actually. It's kind of interesting because we've never seen it before. <laughs> Letting his stuff run up the whole year, mm-hmm. and yeah, then next. Next year at Money in the Bank, he's like scrambling to like figure it out. Yeah, I, I think that might be smart. Yeah, I mess, I mess with that smart. idea to be honest. He would look like he, a damn idiot if he. Oh, uh, he looked like a damn fool, but just it, ran it, out of time. With a with a winner like that, you gotta make him look like a damn fool. There, you can't have him win anything, maybe the NXT title, but. If you're if but, you don't want to win it, you gotta mm-hmm. make him look like a fool. It's just how it is. But but even that would make no sense too, because Vince McMahon had this motherfucker going around the past couple months talking about how he's gonna be the youngest undisputed WWE champion ever. So mm-hmm. it was a be- that was another decision I wish we would have got past. I wish Vince would have retired just a little sooner, just yeah. so we didn't have to it should have went to Seth. The briefcase should have went to Seth. It's just exactly. plain and simple. No matter what, in the end, Peter was going to have to look like an idiot some in some form. And that might be the easiest way to do it. Just have that time run out last second. Imagine he gives that shit to the ref and he's just going to be like, sorry, bro. Good time's up. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, what does he do to walk away? <laughs> he just fucking walks out all pissed. No briefcase. <laughs> Just head down, walk of shame, just fucking walks back up that ramp. <laughs> <laughs> that shit would be great. Dude, that shit would be hilarious. I'm gonna just beat his ass anyway. I'm dead. So, yeah, man. So, uh, speaking of gimmick pay-per-views, speaking of gimmick pay-per-views, we're gonna talk about a pay-per-view that is completely going away. The other one, it seems like there's a change in concept for. Mm-hmm. The first one... Is Hell in a Cell. WWE is nixing the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view event. Thank God. According to WrestleVotes, speaking with Give Me Sport, Triple H will not be going forward with annual Hell in a Cell events anymore. And if it's anything like that pay-per-view schedule we show you guys... Actually, do I still have it? I do. Which, obviously, play this for you real quick. Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania, King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, UK, PLE, Evolution, and War Games. You see two gimmick shows Mm -hmm. on here. And both of those gimmick shows are ones that people don't really mind. Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank. You could count Royal Rumble, but nobody really really counts that as a gimmick show. No, I I don't don't know. I don't know if you would count King of the Ring as a gimmick show, but it's not really because they're fighting for, like... It has a purpose. Yeah, it's not just... Oh, it's, it's our annual time to do Extreme Rules matches, so... Oh, yeah, it's it that time of year to... Tournament. You know yeah. What I mean? Oh, we gotta do Hell in a Cell because it's October or July or whatever the hell they moved it to. But, um... Makes no sense. It makes zero sense. And I'm so glad that he's doing away with it, man. So, Russell Votes explained that the match stipulation means a lot to Triple H. So, he no longer wants to have to shoehorn 
Hell in a Cell matches into his booking out of obligation. We will have to wait and see when the next Hell in a Cell match will take place. Triple H is going back for the good old is, is going back to the good old days for the and the fans are all for it. I'm all fucking for it. I'm excited, man. I'm excited we don't got to see Hell in the Cell. And it makes it more flexible for the creators that actually have normal jobs. You only have nine pay-per-views a year. That's way better than fucking 14 of them. You know, it makes it way more flexible, bro. It really does. But yeah, man. Um. Uh, yeah, so that is the first one. That is the first one. Do you have anything you wanted to add on that? Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. I fucking hated those shows. I never watched them anyway. So, it's nothing but good. Absolutely. Okay, I think the last time I saw I watched was oh no it, it was it was wrong it was the Roman match never mind never mind the last Hell in a Cell match I watched was uh, this year Cody and Seth game yeah. game money in the bank money in the bank this is the other one we just talked about this with theory. This is another interesting way you can get it off of him. Triple H. Triple H is already planning on removing Hell in a Cell as a standalone premium live event. While speaking with Give Me Sport on uh, WrestleVotes noted that they had heard that there have been discussions about moving the annual Money in the Bank matches back to WrestleMania. Putting Money in the... Yes, bro. Putting money in the bank on WrestleMania, night one, women's, and night two, men's. I've heard. I know since Hunter has taken over, the idea of night one, women's, and one night women's, and one night men's is alive. Whole, dude, I literally fucking said that. That's the perfect format, bro. That really is. They gotta go bro. with that. You said it. They, they gotta go with it. Bro, please go Two that. weeks ago, when we literally went over this exact image, I'll flash it up for you again. This image, I literally said then, if you get rid of money in the bank, that adds another less pay-per-view, which, like I said, for the creators that actually have real jobs and, well, not real, boring jobs, horrible jobs, for the creators that actually have jobs, it makes it a lot more flexible because now you're getting another pay-per-view out of there, man. The less, the better. And not only for, like I said, people that have normal-ass jobs, but um, uh, it, it just makes it better for the content, bro. Less is more in wrestling. Exactly, bro. Exactly. And it you want to make those pay-per-views prestigious. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you, bro. Yeah, you got to move with the concept, and I always bitched about this with I always bitched about this with Vince. You got to step with the mentality that no pay per view is a nothing pay per view. Every pay per view needs to mean something in its own right. Vince had no fucking idea what I would mean if I told him that. He would no. have no idea. But this is genius. This is exactly what needs to happen. So back to theory. What if Theory is under the assumption that, well, I have till June. 
I have till June to cash this in. Then they make this rule. Oh, well, now we're doing it in April. Theory tries fighting it, but they tell him, no, man, like, you're past, like, there's a new money, there's a new Mr. Money in the bank. You got to give us this. That would be, that would be nice, bro. That would be really nice. And then maybe you have him go away, you have him go back to NXT, or you just have him go away for a couple months and then kind of build him back up again, man. Exactly, bro. Exactly. It, 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 I think it's a really good system, bro. It's a, it's a really good feel safe. Definitely. Definitely, man. So, as for our last story, oh, man, this is exactly what we talked about and why we talked about they should have never put Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. Well, it's not completely bad. So, there is already talk in WWE of Bray Wyatt... Versus of a Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns feud. <sighs> this is why we did not want this man on SmackDown. Purgatory. Alright, man. Dave Meltzer is reporting in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that while it may be best to keep them apart for a while. The idea is that Roman versus Wyatt could be the biggest program in a long time because Wyatt is so hot right now. Again, no word on when the program may happen, but it is expected that Reigns versus The Rock will be the main events for WrestleMania. There's not a big there's not a big window for a long Wyatt versus Reigns feud unless it happens after Mania. Okay, that's completely stupid. Uh, I didn't read the end part of that, dude. Forget The Rock. You could do that at Mania without the title. This is exactly why we said Drew McIntyre should have won the fucking titles at Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. Because, bro. So, first things first. I would be okay with this for Mania. Don't start this shit now. Do Let oh. Wyatt tell his story. Because I will say, with Roman Reigns being off of SmackDown, they've done a really good job at separating those two. And keeping those two as far apart as you could possibly imagine. They've done a great job. Wyatt's been telling a completely different story. And it also helps that Sami Zayn has been helping the Bloodline tell their great story. So they're on two different playing fields right now. That's been great. Mm-hmm. First things first. Triple H is out for this motherfucker Cody Rhodes head. He does not want winning the world championships. Bro. No, bro. Have you noticed a pattern? All of Roman's proposed mini matches don't involve Cody. No, it's that's what it should have been. Wyatt, no Cody, bruh. And uh, when Cody saw him and Triple H take over, bruh, he should have looked in fear, bruh, because he's getting his lick back, bruh, and it's going to be on Cody Rhodes. Cody really ain't safe out here, man. <laughs> he ain't, bruh. He better hope that he'd go back to AEW soon, man, because... Ethan, get fucked. My man, Cody Rhodes. My man, Cody Rhodes, about to sit out the duration of his contract. Triple H ain't never bringing him back. Bro, what is Cody going to do at Mania? Don't tell me he's going to fight for that U.S. title, man. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. 
do not tell me the American Nightmare is going to be fighting for the American Championship at WrestleMania. The mid-card champion. Dude. Oh, oh man. It's, it's going to happen, bro. He ain't facing him, man, Roman. It's, it's fucked. He should never left. Second thing. Second thing. Triple H, if you want to do this, another reason I wouldn't advise doing it now, they did this with The Fiend. As soon as The Fiend was hot, they threw him right in the world title picture and you made him lose. If you want to throw him in this right now, he needs to win. I wouldn't throw him in this right now. He still has a story he needs to tell and he needs to finish fulfilling that story. Now, if you want to... Mania would be great. I'd be down with WrestleMania... You can have the Wyatt Six fucking dismantle the bloodline and it'll be great. It'll be great, <laughs> right? So, you could do that. You could do that. Um, but, you know, not only do I think there's uh, another story to tell with Cody, which kind of does suck, but like I said, if you want to go down that path, it's not completely idiotic because at the end of the day... Roman won that championship and never beat The Fiend. And The Fiend was mm-hmm. the champ. So, exactly. logically, it makes sense, right? You have a great story to tell with Bray getting released. Bray not being the chosen one like Roman Reigns. la di da da you know, the whole nine yards. We know those two guys, especially both of them right now, could tell mm-hmm. a fantastic story. So, Bray... Bray Bray needs to win. Bray needs to win, but it doesn't need to be now. He needs to finish. No. He needs to at least... He needs to tell more of his story with the Wyatt Six and Uncle Howdy. He needs to finish... He needs to properly... Not finish tell that, but he needs to properly tell that first. Mm-hmm. However, like I said, Wyatt Six versus Bloodline would be great, and that's kind of the only reason I feel like they would even contemplate doing something like this, because Bray is uh uh or uh bray and roman would both have factions and we have war games coming up so exactly that is the only reason i feel like they would do that and if that's the only reason i don't really want to see it because if you're if you're gonna tell this story start planting seeds at the end of december and bring it into mania because Mm -hmm. mania would be a good enough time i guess for you to properly tell this story and you can't do this shit where you have Wyatt hot as ever and then you have him lose. You just can't do it. Nope. You cannot do that. You need to have him win and you need to have him be booked strong. It just it needs to be completely different, but this is a little too soon, man. This is a little too soon for this to be talked about for me. Exactly, bro. Exactly, man. Like you you gotta if you want Wyatt to have that title, you gotta have it beat the time. You gotta let him tell the story, and because most WWE fans are very fickle when it comes to Bray Wyatt, if he goes and beats Roman Reigns now, they're gonna hate him. They're just gonna hate him. You gotta let him finish his not like you said not finish, but tell the story, Probably. and then when the fans are saying, "All right, cool, uh, we want to see Wyatt as champion," that's when you make him champion, bro. You can't just go do it. 
Not with how volatile your fans are, especially with Roman Reigns in the picture, bro. If it was any other champion, all right, you 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 can do that, but you gotta you gotta let it play out, bro. Don't rush it. But you got if with if you do go for the title, like he's big, you gotta win. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But like I said, man, I just I just I think it's a little too soon for this to be talked about and. I think you kind of got other stories. It'd be nice for you to worry about first, mm-hmm. um, and The Rock not being one of them. You need to. Know. I think you could tell a great story with Cody Rhodes. I think you could really tell a fantastic story there, and 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 Wyndham honestly would be my second option. Uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, the Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I think that would be my second option. But I I think. I think you just. I think there's a story that a lot of people want to see there with Cody, and um, mm-hmm. if you really want the Rock at WrestleMania, this is the problem with Roman Reigns. You know, that doesn't need a championship. The Rock does not need to hog that spot, man. He just no. doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. And... So wait till he loses the damn title to that fucking match, bro. Nobody wants to see it. Especially with all these new names coming into the company, man. I mean, the interest for that has went down just because people want to see other stuff more. People mm-hmm. want to see Cody. People want to see Bray. You know, people want to see Seth. Yeah. There's a lot of people that people want to see take the titles off Roman. And I don't know. I just hope they tell the story properly. And I hope they don't throw Wyatt to the wolves again, man. Let him, let him properly tell his story before you rush him into any titles. That is the only reason I would say, let somebody else take the titles off Roman. It doesn't have to be Wyatt. Wyatt, Wyatt and Roman. That story doesn't even doesn't even need a championship. I mean, it's it'd be nice to have a championship because the universal title does you know kind of lie in there. But um, or have Wyatt take the universal title off him and have Cody take the WWE title off of him. You know, or and like Seth that. or something. I don't know. They've really got themselves into a fuck situation with Roman Reigns holding both of these titles. Another thing I wish Vince didn't have time to do, but here Mm -hmm. we are, and it is a clusterfuck. Literally. (sighs) Yeah, man, so that is the news, and man, I don't know. Just just wait on it. Just wait. Mm -hmm. You know? Try to play it out. Exactly. Exactly. Let things uh, let things organically. If things organically go that way, then do it. If things don't, don't and do they it. Don't. Mm-hmm. Um, plain and simple, man. But yeah, that's that's all the news we got for the week, man. That is the news. This loaded episode of news, man. We had a lot of great stories here today for you guys, and I hope you guys. Uh... Exactly, Bell. That's a great way to go out of this. I will say mm-hmm. I don't think Brave vs. Roman will happen now because the next thing Roman being Survivor Series and I think in War Games. I don't think Bray will be happening till next summer or something like that. Yeah, I, I hope not. But I wouldn't mind if we seen Bray on one night, Cody on the other. You know, Literally. um, I wouldn't mind to see that at all. But my interest for the Rock match has went down Nothing. a lot. Uh, I, I, I don't, don't even give a fuck about it without a title. Yeah. I really don't. I hate the fucking, I hate that, you know, style of storytelling most of the time, especially in WWE. Yeah. Just a cop out. It really is. 
Yeah, it's just, oh, just well, we don't believe in none of our guys, so uh, let's just put mm-hmm. Dwayne there. You know, I mean, I mean, with Roman, exactly. obviously, you got, it makes sense with the whole family stuff, but I just, I care to see people that are wrestling now. Exactly, you know? bro. Like, literally, the whole storyline would be, they are family. I don't give a fuck if they're family. I don't, I don't care. It'll be just fine without a title. Trust mm-hmm. me, it, it'll do the same fucking thing it will with the title, you know. Um, and it would make a little honestly, I think it would make a little more sense without the championship because the meaning of the family should mean should more than, than a the championship. So exactly, it should be it, about family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, that's what I would do. I would do Bray on one night, Cody on the other, um, and have them mm-hmm. just both take the belts off them because we got to do something here. We got to do exactly. something here, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. But, yes, that is uh, that is that is all the news for the week, man. I hope you guys did enjoy, like I said, this uh, loaded edition of the news, man. We love you guys, man, hanging out with us. Thank you guys, as always, for staying and chatting some wrestling with us, man. We... Uh, mm-hmm. always appreciate you guys man and i love you guys thank you guys from the bottom of my heart and yeah man that is going to do it for this edition of the notorious Hills podcast this has been episode 133 of the news man in the last episode of news probably i think i'm pretty sure the last episode of news from the room that it started in man so thank oh, yeah. you to this uh this room i guess for uh Started uh, being the room that uh, the first episode one took place in. So it's mm-hmm. crazy, man. But Hell yeah. yeah, man. So obviously Monday will be the last, last episode. But this is the last episode of news. So you guys could say goodbye to the room. Uh, but Hell yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Heels podcast. Um, the, uh, the last episode of news in the origin room of the show. And it mm-hmm. has been a pleasure, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And uh, it's okay. And that is going to do it for this edition of the news, man. Once again, thank you guys, man. And I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, man. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday with Notorious Unscripted. Peace. <laughs>